What's up, guys? Welcome back to Elevated. So this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about different terms that are used in the gym that are the most common or at least the most common ones that I've used or people I know talk about. Um, And I feel like these are kind of all over the place. So they can be anywhere from an exercise to um, performing an exercise terms to food to just your body. Um, So there's a few different ones. So it's not just like exercise related, I guess. It's kind of like fitness, health, whatever. Um, But that's what this podcast is about is fitness, um, health, overall health. So um, yeah, let's jump right into it. So the first term that I want to talk about is just two simple ones. And these are ones I feel like most people know. Although I will say when I first started working out um, years ago, I didn't know what they meant. Um, a bit of a different platform now with social media and being able to, you know, kind of put stuff out there. So it could just be the time. I don't know. But anyways, we're going to talk about sets and reps. So in every set, you have so many sets and in those sets, you have reps. So think of a set as in a group. And in that group, you might have six, you might have 10, you might have 12, you might have 18. I don't know. It all depends on the exercise that you're doing and your ultimate goals. So a normal set for me, if I were to be doing bicep curls, for instance, I might do um, two different variations of bicep curls, the regular and then um, the hammer curls. So I might do two sets of 12 reps um, regular, two sets of 12 reps for hammer curls. Um, so that's kind of the basic of what those are. It's not really anything too deep, but if you're following a workout program or you're thinking like, how many times should I do this? That's what you would think. You would write down sets and reps and an easy way to write it down would just be maybe like, if you're doing three sets, do three X 12. So three sets of 12. It's kind of like the gym rats version of math, I guess you can say. (laughs) So anyways, that's sets and reps. Um, The next thing, and I'm kind of going from like easier terms to know to like harder. Um, The next thing are macros. And macros, I've done podcasts. I did at least probably about a 15 or 20 minute podcast on each macro, fats, carbs, and protein. So we talk about macros. That's kind of like your intake of your macro um, for protein, your macro for um, carbs, and your macros for fats. So obviously protein is like if you're wanting to build muscle, you're wanting to lose weight, um, as in you're wanting to lose fat on your body. Because losing weight and losing fat, those are two different things. Um, But so you kind of measure out making sure your intake for protein is higher and your carbs and fats is a little bit lower but we still need carbs and I talked about this in those podcasts that I did and I would highly suggest um, listening to those if you're looking for some beginner guidance of like where to go with that what they are what they do and why they're so important for us Um, because those macros are there because we need every single one of those um, for our body that's just how we're made So, um, definitely 
check those out if you're looking for more guidance on those. But for time-wise, I'm not going to explain every single one, but macros are your proteins, your carbohydrates, and your fats. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about is metabolism. So when you exercise, you're eating right, you're drinking enough water, you're eating enough food, like your metabolism is going to skyrocket. You're going to have a great metabolism. You're going to burn off um, you know, use all this energy and burn it off. Like it, it's just, I've noticed like, and I think I talked about this in one of my other podcasts, um, is seeing how my metabolism changed from how I was basically starving myself and my metabolism, my metabolism was absolute trash to versus now where I feel like I could just eat like every two or three hours because I'm working out, I'm keeping up with my nutrition, I'm drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, and my metabolism is healthy right now. So I'm eating two, three times as much as I was three years ago, but I'm also um, I'm also so much more healthier, and you should definitely check that out and kind of see how, um, listen to what I talk about on that as far as my experiment, my experience getting tongue-tied with metabolism and just working with it and kind of discovering like what works for me and I think that that's something that gets a lot of people is some people do have issues with their metabolism where they just they're they have um a thyroid problem and their just metabolism is just like they can eat and eat and eat and never gain weight and it's hard for them where some people have issues where they can't lose weight because of their metabolism so if you have issues with that, then, I mean, I wouldn't take my word for it as far as what you should eat. I would definitely go to a doctor and um, talk to them about that. And um, I don't know how that all works, but at one point when I was under eating and I was starving myself and I was like, I definitely have issues with my metabolism, I think I got checked for thyroid problems at least two times. And then I realized it's not my thyroid, it's me, I'm under eating. And once I started eating more, I had more energy, I burned calories easier, I actually started seeing muscle building, fat loss, and it was just a whole different, you know, side. It was just a complete 180 of where I was. Um, so that's metabolism. Um, oh, you know what? And actually never even explained what it was. I just went on that huge rabbit trail. So the definition of metabolism is the total of all the chemical and physical processes by which the body builds and maintains itself and by which it breaks down substances for the production of energy. So when we talk about like um, breaking down substances, it's like your food. And like, I guess if you take medicine or something like that's like your metabolism works on breaking down stuff and converting it into energy for you to use. So that's why I was saying like my energy um, skyrocketed once I was actually focusing on eating enough and all that good stuff. So the next thing I want to talk about is lactic acid. And this is something that I was actually just talking about with one of my clients, I believe last week. Um, and I was telling her because um, she's older and she was wondering why she was so sore after workouts or like she just felt really stiff. And I was asking her if she was stretching after she worked out because she is older, but she is a beast. Like she just absolutely crushes it in the gym with what she does for her age. 
And I was asking her, do you stretch after your workouts or before your workouts? And she told me no, because she heard that stretching actually is bad for you. And I like before your workout and I told her, I was like, okay, so it depends on what type of stretching that you do. And I told her, I said, I think I, I would, what I would like you to try is after you're done working out for the next about two weeks, just try stretching. It doesn't have to be long. Do five, 10 minutes of just stretching. And I showed her some different stretches. You do static stretching after your workout dynamic before. And that's the next thing I'm going to talk about. And I told her to try stretching after her workouts and just something relaxing, something to kind of calm her heart rate and stretch out those muscles she just used. And, and um, I told her, I said, I think what's happening is, is you're having all this lactic acid build up and it's kind of just chilling there. And I think that's what's causing you to be stiff and be sore and everything. So what lactic acid is, is it's a byproduct of glucose and glycogen uh, basically breaking down in the muscle. So when we work out um, and we're using that energy, we have these glucose um, from, you know, carbs that we eat and it's breaking down in our muscle and it's causing lactic acid build it up, build up. And when it sits there, it causes us to be sore because it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's, and it's more of something I feel like it's kind of something that happens when you're like a newbie in the gym or like you're getting back into working out because there's times where I don't get, I just so busy. I don't get to go and actually physically work out in the gym for a week or two. And then like I get back into it and it's not like I try and jump right back into where I was two weeks before I kind of like go a little lighter, but I am definitely sore after working out for a few days because it's just like that acid is built up. My muscles haven't been contracting and haven't been working and being pumped, you know, in a certain time period. So you have that acid build up and definitely stretching before and after your workouts does help with that and making sure that you're not pushing yourself too hard too quickly also helps with that. So Going off of lactic acid and what that is, let's talk about different stretching. So we have dynamic stretching and static stretching. So which one should you do? What are they used for? And like, you know, what do they do? So dynamic stretching, that is something that you would do before your workout. And this is something that I feel like I kind of I feel like it gets overlooked a lot where some people kind of reverse the two or they do static stretching for both. And I used to do that. I feel like a few years ago, like I would just do static stretching before and after. And it's kind of like reversed. You want to do dynamic stretching. And what dynamic stretching is, is it basically is something that opens up your muscles, it warms them up, it gets the blood flowing into them, and it helps warm your muscles up so you're not going into this workout with cold muscles and you're just like, they're like, oh my gosh, like I haven't worked out yet, hold on, like, so that's what dynamic stretching is, so think of like stuff that's active, like squats, or a walk, or a run, or, you know, use the PVC pipe and you're doing um, warm-ups with your upper body for that. 
or you're doing um, lunges or I don't know different things with kettlebells everybody's warm-up is different and I feel like I try to incorporate a little bit of like different warm-up exercises into my routine every now and then just to kind of switch it up and um, kind of trigger different muscles and everything um, but static stretching is what you do after your workout and that is to cool your muscles down so it's very calming it's you know um, hugging your knee like doing the like where you hug your knee into your chest or you you know sit down and you kind of like put like reach your hands to your toes and just kind of do that for 10 seconds or you're doing different yoga poses like some yoga poses are good for static stretching at the end of your workout for a cool down and those help cool your muscles down so you're not like using them where they have to be like all these muscle fibers fired up to work um static stretching is good afterwards and that just helps cool your muscles down so that those two stretches and lactic acid those kind of all three go hand in hand with each other um what else have we talked about delayed onset muscle soreness or doms that's a lot of because delayed onset muscle soreness is a lot to write out but doms is kind of um, a term that's used a lot and this is again this kind of goes in with stretching and lactic acid so delayed onset muscle soreness is a result of having lactic acid build up in your muscles and this is something that can be super painful this has happened to me before and again this is usually when um, you have not worked out in a while you're getting back into it you might lift heavy or you might lift too heavy and you have been working out and it's like your muscles weren't ready for it I don't know but it has definitely happened to me and a lot of people I know because they jump right into it and they haven't worked out in so long and um that is a result of the lactic acid buildup in your muscles and it can happen like honestly it can happen the day after or it can happen two days after like you won't notice any pain and then, like, it can last anywhere from two days to five or six days. Like, I've been sore for a whole entire week before in my legs. Like, if I just haven't worked out and then I do, like, a quad killer workout and, like, it hurts to sit down, it hurts to lay down, it hurts to get up, it hurts to walk, it hurts to squat. Like, you can't, you just can't process properly when you have muscle soreness in your legs especially so that's doms d-o-m-s or delayed onset muscle soreness so the next one i want to talk about is um a superset so when you hear superset this is something that's good for um kind of i feel like i use it a lot more if i'm doing um maybe like a quad exercise or a bicep exercise I feel like those are the two muscle groups where I use a superset most frequently. And that's pretty much when you are like, you go straight from doing maybe bicep curls straight into doing like a preacher curl. Or you do straight from doing um, sumo squats to like a close stance um, elevated heel squat. And it's like you're working the same muscle groups like 
and you're kind of giving them like a burnout with them. So a superset is just doing two exercises um, back to back with each other for the same muscle group. So again, this is good for if you're wanting to build muscle and kind of just like really pump those muscles and use them. A superset is good to do in the gym. Um, a compound lift. So a compound lift is something I'm actually studying right now. So I'm currently working on a certification in powerlifting and super excited about it. And a compound lift, which I knew this before, but I just thought to add it in here to tell you guys about it since I'm working on that certification. But a compound lift, your compounds, those are something, that's a certain exercise where you work more than one muscle group. So you have, you might have your um, bicep curls, that works your biceps. You have your tricep extension, that works your triceps. You have squat, that works um, everything. You have your deadlift, that works everything. You have your bench press, that kind of works chest, that works your um, arms. You have hip thrust, that works glutes that works your um your legs and everything so different like the difference between those is is you have your um you like isolated exercises and movements which work one specific muscle and then you have your compounds which work multiple muscle groups so compounds are really good for um building muscle and burning fat and I mean, obviously, if you're doing powerlifting, you'll learn your compound lifts um, to a T and definitely work on those. Um, but I usually try to incorporate my compound lifts at least once a week. So I'll try and do bench once a week, try and do squat once a week, try and do deadlift once a week. Um, and some people do them twice a week. And it's really honestly preference. And it's also related to your goals. So that's a that's the awesome thing about being in the gym and doing exercises, working out and everything, doing different programs is every everybody's different and everybody's goals are different. Everybody's makeup is different. So everything can be tailored to what suits you the best. So what suits me might not suit my fiance or what suits him might not suit his brother or what suits my mom might not suit my sister. Like everybody is different. So you don't have to worry about like doing the same thing as other people and you can kind of just do your own thing. And so that's a really cool thing about the gym that I, another reason I love it. Um, and then the last terms that I want to talk about is concentric, eccentric, and isometric movements or contractions. So let's start off with the concentric contraction. Okay. So, um, when you when you hear like a word like certain exercises it'll tell you um maybe hold it on the or, or like hold it or slow movement on the eccentric or slow movement on the concentric or you know vice versa whatever so your concentric contraction that's where your muscle activates and the tension is kind of like on your muscle when it shortens. So let's think of a bicep curl. Okay. So you have that bicep curl. So the concentric movement is you curling it. 
So when that, when you like think of like flexing that muscle, that's that concentric contraction. The eccentric movement or contraction is when that muscle is activated and the tension is the highest at at when it's like lengthened. So that bicep is lengthened when that curl is down. And in in that case, the eccentric contraction or movement for the bicep curl um, is easiest when it's just in the eccentric um, like position, like it's down, and then the concentric is harder um, because you're actually having to tighten that muscle and curl it up. Um, and then the isometric contraction. So this would be um, holding it. So let's just say you pick up a weight and you're just holding it. That would be isometric. So your muscles are activated. You know, they're fired up because they're having to work at holding this at um, this dumbbell, but they're, they're not moving. So you're not curling it. You're not letting the muscle, you're not letting that dumbbell down. Your muscle's not lengthening. It's not moving, but it's, it's still activated by holding that dumbbell there. So, um, again, the bicep curl. So you have, you pick it up. excuse me, you pick it up, you have isometric contraction, you're curling it, that's concentric, and you're letting it down slowly, that's your eccentric. So, um, let's think of a squat. So, um, let me think. Okay, so your squat, so let's say you are standing up, okay, that's your isometric contraction. So your muscles are working they're because you, they're having to hold you up. You're standing. You squat down. That is going to be your concentric movement. And eccentric is going to be you standing back up. Okay? So every single exercise and movement has all three of these. Um... And I feel like isometric contraction is something that we do all day long. Just sitting here recording this podcast, my muscles are having that isometric contraction because they're working by keeping my core up, keeping me, you know, sitting up straight, um, sitting down. And then when I go to stand up, I'll use the other contractions. Then when I go to sit back down, I'll use, you know, the other contractions, but these are important to learn, like, if you're doing a certain program and you need to um, hold that, like, on certain pull-ups, I know that you, ha- um, you have to pull yourself up and then you slowly let yourself back down on that eccentric movement. And so knowing the difference between the two so you're not, like, slowly pulling yourself up and then dropping yourself back down. It's good on the eccentric movement to sometimes just take your time with it and not rush the exercise because on that eccentric movement it gives you a little bit more of that difficulty there um whereas usually the most difficulty comes from that concentric contraction so those are kind of all the terms that I really wanted to talk about in today's podcast and if you guys had any questions you can always message me Um, on Instagram or TikTok, whatever. 
and I'll try to do my best to answer your questions. I'm still learning every day, and um, it's just awesome to know that, like, myself and my knowledge now in the gym is so different than it was last year, is so different than it was the year before, and is way different than it was three years ago. So every single year I'm learning more, and, like, my goal by the time I'm 30 is to have a pretty well- you know, around the knowledge of everything. I want to have a bachelor's degree in exercise science. I want to have my certifications, you know, have a certain amount of clients um, and hopefully be in the process of opening up my own gym. And so making goals for yourself, side note from all these terms, making goals for yourself in the gym is such a great thing in my opinion because I feel like if it wasn't for me making goals for myself like I wouldn't do certain things like I would just be like living life day by day but something that helps me achieve my goals and like know I need to do certain things is like having a calendar having reminders set like when I was struggling going to the gym especially like when it's cold outside for some reason when it's cold outside like I just don't want to go to the gym especially if I'm not working because it's like, okay, I have to get dressed. I have to get bundled up to go out into the cold and then I have to work out and then I'm going to be all sweaty and then I have to go back into the cold and it's going to make me even more cold and I just don't want to do that. But making a calendar, making reminders for myself, like I would remind myself every day on my phone, go to the gym, go to the gym, go to the gym at a certain time and I would go to the gym and it made me feel good knowing that like it would get to the point where like I would be at the gym before the reminder was even going off on my phone and so I took the reminder off because I'm now back into my routine and having that motivation that I don't need that reminder to go to the gym. And um, kind of going hand in hand with that is having a calendar up on my wall that I can write stuff on and change and everything like that helps me like stay on course like okay I work this time I have a client at this time. Okay, I have an appointment at this time. Okay, I have an event at this time. So-and-so's birthday is this day. Um, Okay, I have a 5K this Saturday. All right, this day I'm going out on a date, you know, and it just helps me stay on track and have goals and be like, okay, well, perfect. I don't have anything to do tonight. Look what I'm doing. I'm working on my certifications to better myself and provide for my family when um, we have one. And that's another big thing that really helps me stay motivated is knowing that like, okay, in November I'm getting married and yes, he has a great job. Yes, I will be having a good job, but personal training is one of those things that like the first year or two, it's just known that it's hard because you have to sell yourself. It's kind of like starting a business. Like you have to sell yourself that first like six months to a year you know, or two years, depending on the business. And then like once people know you and know like what you're worth, then like you, they're basically working for you without like you paying them because they're going to tell their friends about how awesome you are as a trainer, how much knowledge you have, how they transformed you, you know, and helped you with your body and everything. And so you get more clients, more questions. And so that's really what I'm working hard on now. And um, it just helps me stay motivated knowing that like I am going to have a family one day and I'm going to be getting married and I need to provide for myself and for my husband and for my, you know, future kids. Um, So that's really important to, you know, 
you're in the same position as me. Like, you're going to have to think about certain things. So, adulting, I feel like nowadays, it's not hard. It's just, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's not hard, but it, it's something. It's not like it was, I feel like, years ago. Um, prices of stuff have definitely increased a lot. The cost of living is so high. And so it's hard to get out there on your own. But I'm also one of those people who thinks like and knows that your life is what you make it. So if you're not working hard to get certain things, you're not working hard to get where you want to be, and you're not trying, then you're going to end up not where you want to be. You can't blame life or blame other people for not being someone you want to be or not being where you want to be. Like, you are what you make it. So, if I were to just sit at home all day and not want to work or not even try to get more clients, knowing that it's going to be hard, then I'm not going to get clients. I'm not going to be where I want to be in five years as a trainer if I don't try these first couple of years. So, yeah, that was a rabbit trail, but that kind of went on <laughs> from, I don't even know what I was talking about before that. That got me to get on that rabbit trail. But anyways, so that was this week's episode. And I really hope you guys are enjoying these um, podcasts. If you have any questions or anything that you want me to talk about on future podcasts, by all means, please, like I'm always looking for new ideas because every week I'm like, all right, what am I going to do this week? And like last week's episode, I was like, I really need to put out a podcast, but like I don't have anything put together. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do like what's, you know, I I looked at my gym bag and I was like, all right, we're going to do my like bare necessities I need for the gym. Okay. And so that's kind of what I did. And also side note, talking about the gym, I have these leggings that I got back in February and I've only worn them maybe four or five times. And I'm super upset because yesterday I went to the gym and I was already like kind of like not feeling well, but I was like super hyped for the gym because it was Thursday and Thursdays and Fridays at the gym are just like my favorite. I don't know why, but Thursdays and Fridays when I go to the gym, it's just like my absolute favorite days and times to go to the gym. And I went I was literally warming up I wasn't even five minutes into my warm-up and I squatted down or bent down I did something as a warm-up and the whole entire back of my leggings ripped right down the crack just there's a hole a hole like you could see you could see like there was a hole in the butt of the leggings and it was bad and I was kind of like oh my gosh I'm so glad I have a sweatshirt so I just tied my sweatshirt around me and I kept working out I'm not gonna lie because I was like I'm already here I'm not coming back later I'm gonna do this now so I did some elevated heel um calf raises whatever and then I did some kettlebell workouts but I was only there for maybe 30 to 40 minutes and I was just like all right I can't do anything else because it's going to require too much movement and somebody's going to definitely see my booty. So I decided to leave and yeah, those leggings went into the trash. So I'm kind of upset about that. But anyways, if that's ever happened to one of you guys, you know, I'm with you and I feel your pain with that. So anyways, 
But until next week, guys, so grateful everyone was able to join me on this week's episode. And I hope you guys learned something new. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.